Hi, this is Dr. Laurie Santos. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. We believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. The Single Mom Success Podcast, Episode 50. Who you allow into your life, mind, and heart are among the most important decisions you will ever make. This is the Single Mom Success Podcast. Our mission is to help single moms find advice, support, ideas, and hopefully some humor along the way to help them navigate through this crazy single parenting gig and build the most amazing lives for themselves and their children. Please be sure to stop by the singlemomblog.com for more great articles, free downloads, giveaways, and more. Now, let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to today's Single Mom Success Podcast. I hope you're doing absolutely fabulously today. Um, So, gosh, it's been several weeks since I've done a podcast, and uh, I do apologize for that. I have had several weeks of just sort of really just crappiness. Um, Have you ever had those times where things start to go wrong and then it just sort of snowball effects. Like it's like one thing goes wrong and then the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing. Um, and it just seems like everything sucks. Uh, that's kind of how my last few weeks have been. So I've had, you know, issues with my car. My van has been acting up again, which makes me very unhappy. Uh, cause I just got done putting a ton of money into my van Um, so it's acting funky again, and, you know, my boys' father decided to stop paying child support again. Um, nobody knows, I guess they can't locate him again. Um, so there's that, which has put a financial strain on my, you know, budget. Um, there was drama with my daughter's dad, and that, you know, caused some issues. And, and I found, you know, I tried to sit down and record podcasts throughout that period, and, I found that, like, every time I did, it was just blah. Like, it was so negative. There was such this, like, I tried really hard to start out with a positive vibe, and then it just sort of always kind of careened down into just this negativity or, you know, I was just, it was not putting out the kind of energy that I want to put out on the podcast. And, you know, that's not to say that we don't have bad days and it's not, you know, I don't want to pretend that everything's always sunshine and rainbows over here because it's not. Um, but it's not what I want to put out. I don't want to put out a podcast where I'm, you know, just miserable throughout the entire thing or I start crying halfway through or <laughs> like, you know, and as much as that's real, um, it's just, it's not sort of, along the lines with what I want to put out, you know, until I can sit and talk about it without it being this just huge negative, like, suck on your emotions, I don't want to put it out. So, um, you know, and I, and like I said, I started doing podcasts, you know, there was a drama with my daughter's dad, and then that podcast turned into a whole bunch of negativity. Um, And it's not, it's against what I really am trying to do. Um, So, 
Uh, yeah, so that's why I've been sort of absent for the last several weeks. It's taken a little while for everything to sort of get back on an even keel. I mean, everything's not perfect, but I, I feel more stable. I feel more, you know, on solid ground than I did the last few weeks where it just seemed like every time I stood up, the rug got pulled out from under me again. You know, I'm sure you've had those days where it's just no matter what, (laughs) you keep getting knocked back down. Um, but the important thing is to get back up, right? I, I saw... Um, I have actually a cute little notebook that I got from Michaels a long time ago. Um, I can't remember the name of the artist and I'm not going to try and find it right now. Uh, but it's this really cute drawing of a little girl on roller skates with her knees all banged up and bandaged up with band-aids. And it says, uh, success is getting up once more than you fall down. That's basically what it is. Getting up one more time than you fall down. <laughs> and so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm finally up and I haven't been knocked back down again yet. So I figured it's a good time to to do the podcast. Um, so today's podcast is actually about, I saw this really great graphic um, that popped into uh, one of my social network feeds. Uh, and it's it rings really true and it's a very true statement. And it's something that I really want to focus on for this podcast. And it's it says, Who you allow into your life, mind, and heart are among the most important decisions you will ever make. So I'll say that again. Who you allow into your life, mind, and heart are among the most important decisions you will ever make. And that really rang true to me because, uh, you know, with dealing with some of the issues with my daughter's dad and, you know, acknowledging some of the people that have been in my life throughout my life, um, Um, everybody who has been a part of my life was there for a reason. They were there for a reason. They were there for specific purpose. Some people became a part of my life to be a steady and long-term part of my life. And some people came into my life to be a learning experience, a teaching experience, something that was meant to teach me something. It didn't seem like it at the time, but that's what it was there for. And that's what I try and view that as, um, you know, and, um, one of my favorite, there's a video out there. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Tyler Perry. If you haven't, I don't know where you've been, but Tyler Perry is amazing. I love watching his stuff. Uh, but he, you know, did Medea. He's a guy who does Medea and, um, there was a video out and I'll, I'll post it on the blog. So if you go to the singlemomblog.com, the blog post that's going to go along with this podcast um, is the video of Medea sitting down and talking about, uh, you know, some people are meant to, some people are leaves, some people are branches and some people are trees, right? Or or roots. Um, And some people are only meant to be in your life for a season, right? And so, and that's very true. You know, there are people who come into your life and they're only meant to be there for a season. They're there to come and teach you something and then go. You're not supposed to, they're not supposed to be long-term, you know, and a lot of times we make that mistake of thinking those people that come into our life, they're supposed to only be there for a season to teach us one thing. Uh, we go and fall in love and try and make something work with that person, but they were only meant to be there for a little time, to- a little bit of time. Um, and if you view people like you do leaves, you know, and branches on a tree and roots of a tree, you know, some people are leaves, right? They're there for a short time. All they're there for is just, you know, throw shade and then leave, <laughs> give you a little shade and then leave. Um, they're there for a short period of time. They're never meant to stay. 
and some people are branches you know they're there and you know you think that they're good but you got to be careful because some of them if you step out on them and you take a risk they're going to break and leave you hanging right um and then there's a few people that are like roots they're there they're solid they're going to stay with you and they are a very large part of your life and you can be a, a tree that only has a few roots you know lots of branches lots of leaves but only a few really good roots um so the video itself, if you get a chance to look at it, is great. Um, but, and it's very true. It rings very true. Um, some people are only meant to be in your life for a season. Some people are never meant to be in your life. And so this quote really brings that into focus of who you allow into your life, mind, and heart are among the most important decisions you'll ever make. And it's very important to keep that in mind, um, you know, because, and it's a hard lesson for me. It's always been a hard lesson because I'm one of those people who, I look at people and I think, oh, but they're a good person at heart, right? Like, that's why I stuck with my boy's dad. That's why I stuck with my daughter's dad. Oh, they're a good person at heart. It doesn't matter that they treat me like crap. But they're, I, I really, truly believe that if I stick with them and I try and, and work with it and, and I, I can make them see, I can make them understand, right? Um, and it's a really hard lesson for me. And, and I've had friends like that. You know, I've had friends that I sat there and wanted to believe the best about them for the longest time. And, you know, even though the evidence of, you know, the fact that they were not good, they were not good for me, was right in my face. And I just didn't want to see it because I wanted to believe that they were good people at heart. And I ignored the other factors. Um, and that's not to say that they weren't good people. I'm not saying that, you know, my ex, uh, you know, my daughter's dad is not a good person. Um, he's just not my person. He's not my type of person. He's not the person that I should have in my life. He and I were never, ever, we were never, ever going to work. It was never going to be something that was going to be successful. Um, you know, but when you're in it, it's really hard to see that, right? When you're in a friendship, it's always hard. You know, the people on the outside, they can look at it and go, what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you letting this person treat you like this? Why are you ignoring all of these factors, right? Um, and I'm going to tell you a story about two people, these two people. And, and it's funny because uh, of just the circumstances of it. So the, the story is of my daughter's dad and my ex-best friend. Uh, my friend who I had known, uh, I'd known her since before my boys were born. I had known her during my boys' when they were babies. Uh, she came with me when my son was hospitalized. She saw you know, what their dad did to my son. Um, she was, she was like a sister. She was like my closest friend. You know, when I moved back to Virginia for a couple of years with my boys, I called her almost every day, you know, cause she was like my anchor. Cause I missed, you know, my family and my friends and my life that I had back in Colorado when I moved back to Virginia. Um, I talked to her all the time. And she became a huge part of my life. And when I moved back to Colorado, you know, um, I was at her house every weekend, practically. You know, her her kids and my kids played. They grew up together. Her daughter babysit my children. Uh, when my daughter was born, she was one of the first people to hold my daughter. Um, you know, and so she was this huge part of my life. Um, she was the reason that I met my daughter's dad because they lived across the street from each other. Um, and, you know, I couldn't imagine having a life without her. She was, she was my best friend. Like I said, she was just like my sister. And um, 
and uh you know she was uh one of the people who and like i said this is where it becomes kind of funny so um when i started seeing my daughter's dad and uh so for <laughs> i don't know if i've ever fully gone into the story of how my daughter's dad and i met um like i said he lived right across the street from my friend um, I had moved in to her house when she and her husband split, uh, or were on the rocks. Uh, the goal was, and the intent was for both of us to be helping each other, right? Like I helped her, she helped me. Um, and we all, you know, just took care of our kids and, you know, stayed in the house while her husband was gone type of thing. Um, uh, I met him, I can't even remember exactly when it was, just sort of from being across the street and, um, met him hanging out at a Halloween party and, uh, you know, we're hanging out, having fun. We would, you know, have drinks and stuff together and things like that. And, um, and one thing, uh, kind of led to another, just like, you know, it always does with life and relationships. And, um, we ended up, you know, hooking up a couple of times and then he started dating some other chick and, you know, for a while I was like, oh, you, you know, you've, you've got a girlfriend. And uh, he would tell me, no, 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 I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. She's not my girlfriend. Uh, and so for the longest time he told me she, she wasn't his girlfriend. And so I thought, okay, well, you know, if he's just dating and I'm just dating, it's not a big deal. They're not in a relationship. It's not a committed thing. Um, so forever he told me that he didn't have a girlfriend. Well, it turns out I ended up sort of being the side chick, right? Like, I don't know which one of us was a side chick. I'm pretty sure I was a side chick. <laughs> um, but I ended up being, cause then it ended up being, I was like, she's your girlfriend. He's like, well, yeah, kind of. She's my girlfriend. I guess now she's my girlfriend. It's like they had to have a discussion and she had to officially get that label for him to consider what we were doing wrong, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, so you know, it wasn't the proudest moment of my life, but I also wasn't, I wasn't necessarily looking for a relationship, and I never thought of myself as as wanting to be that person. I didn't want to be the other woman, uh, but I guess that's what I ended up being. But again, I was still also constantly being told, you know, I don't have a girlfriend, or it's not serious, or it's not a big deal, or whatever. Um, but I guess it was also that I wasn't really in a position in my life where I really was really caring that much about it. It was just sort of, you know, every so often we hung out, we hooked up and that was that. Um, but then of course I got pregnant and so things kind of changed again. Like I said, not the proudest moment of my life. <laughs> um, but also at a time where I was, I don't know, I was just trying to, I guess, figure myself out. I just moved back from Virginia. So, I, you know, I was kind of a mess at that point, too. I just wasn't quite sure what I was doing with my life. I just knew that I was back home and I was happy and I was just trying to figure it all out. But, um, but you know, again, I wouldn't change it for the world. Again, it was one of those things that I think was supposed to happen because, you know, I, my daughter. I got my daughter. And so I wouldn't change it for the world simply for that fact that I have my daughter. Um, but so anyway, after all of that nonsense... Um, uh, you know, they were still doing their thing or whatever, but here's where it becomes kind of funny. So, well, funny and sad at the same time. So during this time, I'm staying with my friend and there are, to me, because I'm somewhat clueless in a lot of this area, subtle signs that my best friend, my 
sister who I love dearly is using drugs and I talk to her about it I mention it to her you know I ask her you know are you using is this something that I need because you know as much as I love you I can't stay in this house if you're using um you know you know that I can't have that around my kids myself it's not my scene um uh and she would always tell me no 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 but I had other people telling me yes she's totally using um and there was always that that warring thing again so again here's this factor of I'm trying to see the best in my best friend I'm trying to believe my best friend believe in her give her the benefit of the doubt and yet I still have all this information coming at me telling me differently right telling me that she's using drugs that she's um you know kind of going down that that rabbit hole and uh this is the funny part. So I have my daughter's dad telling me she's using, she's using, you need to get out of that house. I don't want my daughter in that house. She's using. Got it. Okay. I still am trying really desperately to hold on to that belief. Then I have my best friend who's telling me, you need to stop. <laughs> he's not treating you right. He's not, you know, he's not good for you. Um, what he's doing is wrong. He's this, he's that, you know, why are you being so nice to him when he's clearly not, you know, making a relationship with you a priority? You know, why are you trying to have something with him that, you know, you're trying to see something in him that's not there. And I've got my daughter's dad telling me, you're not seeing something in her that is there. So, you know, in hindsight, it's funny that those two stories were conflicting with each other. Um, and there I am in the middle going, no, no, it's okay. Everything's fine. I see all the shiny, glittery, sparkly, good stuff in everybody. And I'm totally ignoring all of the crappy shit, right? So, you know, it took a while, but um, finally, you know, came to terms with, uh, you know, the fact that my best friend was, in fact, an addict. And I got out of the house as soon as I could. And her life deteriorated in a horrifyingly bad way. To the point where she lost her children, lost her house, lost her vehicles, and in the end lost her freedom. So, and then lost her daughter. Um, unfortunately... Her daughter ended up um, following down the same path as her mother and started using and ended up dying from an overdose when she was 20, 21. So uh, it was a very, very sad story to watch and un see unfold. And um, it, it was... One of the more eye-opening experiences for me, to be sure, to, to sit there and see my friend, someone who I trusted. There were there are very few people that I trust with my children. Um, you know, I'm super overprotective. I, you know, after, you know, what happened to my son, if the, you know, my son's own father will hurt, you know, my baby, who do I trust with my kids, right? So... It was very, very difficult for me, and there were very few people that I trust with my children's safety, and she was one of them. And to find out that, you know, she was using and there were drugs, you know, in the house with my children was very, very hard, and it was a huge betrayal. And so, um, you know, our friendship ended on a very, very sad note, unfortunately. Um, and 
you know, and then with my daughter's dad, you know, he was toxic, but not in that way. He was just, again, it was just trying to see something that wasn't there, you know, ignoring all of the factors and all of the warning signs and all of the things that I should have taken a look at and really paid attention to, um, just kind of pushing those to a side, knowing they were there, but just not even listening to them. Um, and so, you know, I could have saved myself a lot of heartache. I could have saved myself a lot of problems and just, you know, I wouldn't have wasted so much time trying to make something happen that wasn't ever going to happen. Um, and now, you know, we're at the point where, you know, I don't even like the dude. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> you know, unfortunately I could have maybe, we could have maybe salvaged some sort of a friendship potentially, but I, you know, at this point, with the exception of the fact that it would devastate my daughter, um, I would be perfectly content if he disappeared forever. You know, that's kind of how I am with him. Um, so to go back to, you know, the quote of who you allow in your life and mind and heart are among the most important decisions you will ever make. And it's very true um, because toxic people will poison your life. They will. Toxic people. And, and that's not to say that the person themselves are toxic. Maybe they're just not the right person for your life, right? Maybe, you know, there's a lot of, you know, things in nature that just don't mix, right? There's oil and water. You just, you don't put the two together. They don't mix. Separately, they're fine, right? Um, but trying to put them together is just never going to work. So, you know, maybe the person's just not right for you. Maybe the person's just not good for you. Maybe, you know, whatever the case may be. But toxic people, they will poison your life. And, you know, I, I say it all the time. When I was with my daughter's dad, I was the worst version of myself. I was the worst version of myself when I was with him. And um, that's not to say it's his fault because I have to take accountability for my own actions. But, um, you know, I've said before when I was with him, because I felt in order to be around him and be with him and hang out with him, I had to drink like him. So I drank when I was with him more than I have in my children's entire lifetime to date. So in the year that I was trying to make something work with him, I was, it was ridiculously bad. Like it just, you know, I look back at it and go, God, you know, what was I doing? You know, cause that's not me in the time before that. And the time after that, you know, with the exception of when I was in my twenties, like prior to having my children. Yeah. That's how, that's who I was, <laughs> you know, cause that's, that's when you do the whole, you know, stupid drunken up till 4am drinking yourself, stupid, you know, potentially that's, that's when you do that. Um, but then when I had my kids, that all stopped, right? Like that's, that's not my life anymore. But then when I was with him, like I said, for that, you know, nine month year period, however long it was, um, I was the worst version of myself. And I look back and go, God, you know, that's not me. Cause it wasn't me before that. And it hasn't been me after. Right. So I like completely changed into a different person in order to try and make something work with him. Right. So toxic people will poison your life. And, and again, I'm not saying that he himself is toxic, but us together was toxic. It wasn't good and, and it will never, ever be good. So, um, you know, coming away from that, you know, and the friend, the friend who, you know, as, as hard as it was for me to see and as hard as it was for me to make that cutoff, it was like, I, you know, I can't, I can't do this, you know, clearly, um, 
you know, I have to distance myself from you because what's going on with your life, as as much as it hurts me, you know, I'll be here and, you know, and, and I remember clearly the conversation where I sat down and asked her straight up, are you using, you know, because you, I love you, I'm your friend, and I will be here and support you if you want to stop, but I can't be a part of your life if you're using. I can't. It, it's not, it's not what I have. I won't have that in my life. Um... You know, and of course she, you know, lied to my face, but, um, it was so hard for me to make that cut and go, God, you know what? I, I can't, I can no longer ignore or try and see the, the positive side of this. I can't, I can't ignore the just blatant evidence that's in my face that you are using. So I have got to walk away for myself, for my kids, because I can't have that in my life. I won't. Um, and so the toxic, it's just, I can't have that toxic in my life. And that was really hard because she was, like I said, she was like my sister and to lose that, I haven't had anything like it since I haven't been willing. And, and it does, unfortunately it causes, it causes some scars, you know, it creates some scars, like, because if the person who was the closest to me, my closest friend, was willing to lie so blatantly to my face and put my children in a situation that she knew I didn't approve of um, and and just show me that level of, of just disdain towards, you know, I, I, I haven't trusted anybody since like that. And, and I don't know that I will. Um, there's only a few people in my life now that are close enough to me that I trust with my children. Um, but I'm always kind of waiting to see, you know, when, when is that, that bad side going to happen, unfortunately. So I'm a little gun shy when it comes to people and when it comes to trusting, um, because that was a huge betrayal to me, a huge betrayal, um, you know, and I've been single since, you know, my daughter's dad, just because, you know, mainly because of choice. Like, I, I don't want to go through that. I don't, that takes too much of my energy and I just don't have it to give right now. Like I said, someday, maybe, <laughs> someday, maybe in the future, I'll, I'll be looking for somebody. But um, right now, I just don't have the energy for that or the desire. I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing it. I'm not missing anything. Um, but I am hugely selective of who I let in my life. Um, because I, you know, I've been there and had toxic people poison my life. They've caused huge problems and massive heartache. And, you know, and again, like I said, with my ex turned me into the worst version of myself. And again, it's, I have to take responsibility for my actions. I allowed that to happen. I chose to do that. Um, but it's super easy to have happen, you know? You ever heard the phrase, you are who you hang with, right? You are who you hang with. So if you're hanging around with a bunch of losers and junkies and druggies and people who, you know, are, are just screwing their lives away, it's not that hard for you to start doing all of those things, right? Um, if you want a more positive life, if you want a more um, successful life, if you want a more, you know, just well-balanced life, then you have to hang with those people. Those are the people that should be in your life. You need to bring in those good people, those quality people, because it's amazing 
how quickly toxic people can poison your life. And it's amazing how quickly positive people can improve your life, right? Having the right people in your life and in your mind and in your heart and in, around your children and with your family, it is super critical. It's very important. There are a few people in my life that my children know very well, good friends. Um, you know, like I said, I've only got a handful. No, not even a handful, probably a couple. I can count it on one hand of people who I call really good friends that I know that I could call in a minute and go, hey, this is going on. Is there any way you could help me? Um, who I know have my family, my, my kids' best interests at heart. Um, and who would, you know, rather chew off their own foot than hurt my kids. So, you know, having those people is very critical. And it's, it's, you know, you need a support system. You need those people in your life. And so the people that are in your life, the people that are your support system, if they're good quality people, then you're good. But if they're toxic people, if they're those people that, you know, you couldn't count on at all, ever and you know you could I mean you got to stop and take a real good hard look look at your people and go if I was stranded in the middle of nowhere could I count on these people to come get me could I count on these people to help me out if I needed a place to stay could I count on these people if my whole world collapsed and I needed a shoulder would these people be there for me or would they just be out looking for their next good time that's what you've got to look for are those people the people that you should have in your life, in your heart, in your mind. It is so important for your success, for your family's success, for your peace of mind, for your well-being, and just to have any type of positive life. You can't have a positive life with toxic people in it. It just doesn't happen. So I hope today you enjoyed our podcast. I hope that it was helpful and uh, I hope that you have a fabulous week. My kids are getting ready to go on spring break, so pray for my sanity. <laughs> Hopefully I come out of it in one piece and we all come out of it alive. Um, and uh, take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me today for the Single Mom Success Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it and that you found it inspirational in some way. Don't forget to visit thesinglemomblog.com for more of our podcasts, articles, downloads, and free giveaways. I hope that you have a fantastic day and never forget that you are amazing. Hi, this is Dr. Joy. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to neighbor. It takes a neighborhood.